Hello, Absolutely. everybody. Welcome, Ralph, to our show. Hello, Peter. Hi. Hello, Ralph. Nice to have you on the show. Hello, Armin. Nice May the to have you be too. With you. No? May the force be with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything good in France? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite cold, but uh, fine. Mm -hmm. Where do yeah. you live in France? In Francov? What, what's the name? Hmm? Where do you live in France? Oh, I just live in the suburbs of Paris, in 10 kilometers north of Paris. Okay, nice. So I, I work in Paris city and uh, I live in the suburbs and mm -hmm. I make archery uh, where I can. Yeah, of course. What do you work, if I may ask? What's your, what's I, your... uh, I work with computers, IT manager for uh, okay. a company. Okay, nice. Mm -hmm. Very good. My real job, of course, is archery. All the other things, it's just the, to get some The rest is hobby that you have something archery. to do. Yeah, of course, to fill the gaps between shooting. Yes. I understand fully. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice that you have time today, yes. Yeah, really appreciate that you are on the show. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's my sixth hour of uh, video conferencing. I had five hours oh. already, so okay. <laughs> I, just my, my ears are quite warm. Yeah, <laughs> so you're trained, you're trained. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> nice. I have to say, Armin is screwing up science fiction stuff. He's making the Star Trek so, uh, greet, yeah. greeting and absolutely. saying you're on the right side of the force, so which is Star I, Wars. I have no <laughs> idea of it. I, I, this is Star Trek. It was from Spock, right, Mr. Spock? Yeah, it's, this yeah. is Star Trek. Live long and prosper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But you know what I mean, so what? <laughs> yeah, of course. But I, I have I'm to not say really it. a Star Trek, <laughs> and I always mix them up, and I have no idea of this stuff. I'm not so into this, you know, future stuff. But anyway, yes. so for all the people that don't know you, Raphael, you, you might want to introduce you quickly. So who you are, what you're doing, when did you start archery? How did you get into contact with archery? All this interesting stuff. Uh, well, yes, I'm just a natural from, from France. I live near Paris and I uh, started archery in 2005. Mm -hmm. So only seven years old. 70 years ago, and uh, I used to practice uh, field archery, 3D archery in my mm -hmm. regular club, and also a traditional French berceau shoot in another club. And mm -hmm. I try to uh, promote French traditional archery in France and in foreign countries, and I try to promote foreign traditional archeries in France. Okay. So I try to make a link. A double agent. The... <laughs> yes. yes. From time to time, I write articles about uh, traditional archery into the only uh, archery magazine in France, Sierra mm -hmm. magazine. Yeah. I, I try to animate some some groups. And uh, you have met a friend of mine, Maëlle. A few you Maëlle, yes. Yeah, she's nice. So we are in the, oh, in the same group. Peter fell in love with her because he, he was... He always falls in love, you know. No, 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 no. No, no. He, he had a, he had an, an idea of what she is, of what you. Yeah, said. yeah. Because and then he was talking to her, yeah. and she was like, and he was mind blown. Then yeah. Yeah, I had I had a kind of uh, pre-justice because she's making music, and I I I had I had the impression she's very alternative type of person. Mm -hmm. And when we talked, so we agreed on so many things, mm -hmm. also on critical things. Mm -hmm. She's not an. Uh, I, I I saw saw her as a kind of extreme leftist, you know, yeah. and 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 ideology and so on. But she's the opposite. She was really 
Nice. She she she's full of surprises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And that was surpri- what surprised me. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But see, that's why that's why Peter does not like me that much because we mostly disagree. <laughs> you know, that's why when you when you agree with Peter, you're his best friend. You know. Then I'm happy. <laughs> then you're nice. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm simply silent. Then you know. So, but how how yeah. did you where where did this idea come from that you start archery? Where did you get the contact that you okay? I want to start shooting bow and arrow. How does this happen? Oh, the, the first time I used bow and arrow, it was at school, but it was a poor experience because okay. I was. it was during a sports lesson with our mm-hmm. teacher, and he did that in a way that nobody liked archery at that time. Mm-hmm. And I did not touch a bow before going to a ski station during the summer in the winter, mm-hmm. okay. and uh, there was a, a place to, to try archery, and mm-hmm. uh, I tried it again, and uh, then there were some people, which was in the Alps, in the south of France, the Alps Mountain, and some people were here on training for a France uh, championship of 3D archery. And, mm-hmm. I, and I saw they were 3D targets, and they yeah. were using longbows, and they were very interesting people. And they said, hey, that looks interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after that, when I went back home, I uh, uh, registered to an archery club, and I tried to learn uh, archery, but it was Olympic archery. Yeah. Luckily, in the, mm-hmm. the same club, some people were using longbows. Mm-hmm. So I made one year of um, Olympic archery for, for training in a proper style, and I switched after that from to Olympic bow to bear bow, and from mm-hmm. bear bow to longbow, mm-hmm. and from bow, longbow to self-bow, and from okay. self-bow to Korean bow, and from oh, Korean yeah, bow yeah. to Chinese bow, and oh, Chinese yeah, yeah. bow to other types of bow, but you, you, you know how it goes. Uh, no, yeah, where's no French? Yeah, where's yeah. French archery? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, then you, and then you got interested in history of archery, and... How how did this happen then that you ah, ah, were well, so involved? On the, on the first year, I was interested in just making sport and using a bow, which was a good feeling with me. So that, mm-hmm. that's what I was interested in, longbow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I moved from one city to another, and I registered in a, an archery club, which was not a regular club, but mm-hmm. the traditional archers company. Mm-hmm. And then I learned the, the, the French traditional shoot, Burso shoot. On all the tradition and history, and there were very interesting people who taught me a lot and explained me a lot about archery tradition, and I got hooked on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and I began to attend to, uh, to attend some uh, reenactments and uh, mm-hmm. medieval festivals. Yeah. And uh, by chance, in 2000, what, 2009, I was invited in the, to attend a festival in Korea. Oh, nice. And uh, it was an opportunity to, to discover a lot of things and to, to meet uh, incredible people, Thomas Duvernay, uh, Murat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and to, to discover all types of different types of, types of uh, traditional archery. Mm-hmm. So um, but that's when uh, I, I was completely hooked and I couldn't do anything else after that. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Cool. So 2009 was the first time you went to Korea. And then from that on, yeah. every year or every... Two years, every, when did they... almost every two years, I've been to okay. Korea uh, seven or eight times nice. to different festivals. Yeah. And, and there, where you meet, met then, yes, 2017, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 2070, yes. And, and uh, I like to say, I'm not the biggest fan of this old NGO, UNO, and so on, but yes. that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's because 
you really learn to know, get to know different cultures and you see everyone is a wonderful person and so on. Mm -hmm. So that's really a good thing. One of the few good things they do, but this is a good one, yeah. I'd say. Yes, absolutely. The best part of this festival for archers themselves is to have the possibility to meet people from other countries yeah, yeah. and uh, to, to exchange with these people. Of course, we make demonstrations or we make parades in the streets and it's a part of making a festival. But the mm -hmm. best part for me is to, to meet archers, archers from Korea, of course, but also archers from many countries. And I've been mm -hmm. traveling in many countries. Like yeah. last time I went to, to Mexico, uh, mm -hmm. it was for work. Uh, trip but mm -hmm. uh, I, I have the possibility to spend a, a few days with uh, Mexican archers and to mm -hmm. attend one of them field archery tournament it nice. was a wonderful time yeah, yeah, yeah. when yeah. I go to now in Europe I try to go once a year in England or in Czech Republic when when it's possible of course mm -hmm. because to, to see again some people I've met and now we have made connection and we we come to France I go to the country and uh, mm -hmm. makes a lot of links yeah, yeah. And, and and like you say Ralph with the festival in Korea, uh, the the show part is uh, kind of not the important part. Mm. I, I had the impression not for the for the competing or for, for the uh, for the archers because, ah. like you said, the meeting and talking mm. in the evening and, yeah. and eating together and having fun. It was really a nice experience. Yeah. yeah. And was oh, what yeah. was for you then in Korea the most? interesting country or tradition in archery where you thought oh i didn't know that they do this or that they do it like this or what was for you an aha moment or well the first time i went to, to korea i had no really good idea about traditional archeries mm -hmm. outside uh, france and i had absolutely no idea of korean traditional archery mm -hmm. i had seen like everybody uh, archery with kudos from time to time you can mm -hmm. see it on, on television in france yeah. i had a little knowledge of saracen archery mm -hmm. because we have a lot of relations with uh, uh Middle Eastern, uh, countries and sometimes you have information about that but i had no idea of, uh, mm -hmm. about korean traditional archery okay. and i was very amazed because they were using this so solid short bows and these firm rigs that are completely crazy things yeah. but that's amazing when, yeah, when you yeah. start to, to to try it it's you have it on your finger and you use it first time and you say hey this arrow did fly quite straight <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's uh, amazing so that, that was the, the the biggest shock for me mm -hmm. okay and uh, since then i have met there are a lot of common points between uh Korean traditional archery and French traditional archery, as we know it, we have a lot in common, and we we don't know okay. it, but a, a lot of, a lot of points. Which we are all very we all we all are pulling a string. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> but also they are you, they are taking the traditional archery as a type of martial art, and mm -hmm. there is a lot of uh, yep. work about uh, behavior and uh, the spiritual way of shooting. Yep. What you yep. can get from archery not only as a sport or having a result it's an education you for yourself right? yeah. and yeah. you have the same thing in france and also a huge link of respect and relation mm -hmm. with the ancient times on the older of the archers which were here before before you mm -hmm. so that's very very a, a lot of little things that are mm -hmm. very, uh, common points nice yeah yeah but i think it's almost in every traditional archery like this like i think that even in in turkey they have this to, to you know there's this connection to the ancestors yes. and so yeah, have yeah. this respect and and I think of course in England yeah yeah don't yeah. know that but yeah 
I, I think yeah, there's I some come once you see it as this martial art, as you said, then I think it's self-explanatory that you have this all with this respect and all you know yeah. that you always think about your ancestors and what they did before. So I think it's common. Nice. Um, Ralf, yes. what would you say? What is the the special part of French archery? Yeah, French archery, tradi traditional archery. What what would you say is the the, the other th things uh, differentiating from other culture cultural uh, archery archery well, cultures yes. traditions? We we are quite lucky because we have had a continuous use of archery from Middle Age until today in, mm -hmm. in many places like in. Uh, Uh, Eastern Europe, for instance, they had almost forgotten the traditional archery during communist era, for instance, and they have relearned it again. Mm -hmm. But we have had from the Middle Age until today in France a continuous use of traditional archery on almost in the same way until today. Mm -hmm. So we have a special link and we are also making things almost in the way it was made 800 years ago. Mm -hmm. And that, that makes a bond with the, the people, which is very right. interested. Of course, we are using We can use modern materials, but when you use a self-bore and wooden arrows, and you shoot in the same way that the people were using, exactly the same way that the people were shooting 800 years ago, you have a feeling which is amazing. Yeah, I can understand. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's very special. Mm -hmm. uh, what I mean is, for example, what is the difference between, let's say, traditional English archery and traditional French archery? Of course, if we go to the Far East, there's a lot of differences, but yes. it's European kind of what makes French archery special. Well, if you go to, uh, to England, there is a, a famous image from uh, a book which is called Luttrell Psalter, and it's an old image from the 13th century. And you see uh, English archers, and they are shooting at two small buttes of uh, earth. And it was a shoot which was made with two targets facing, and you were shooting from one target to the other, yeah. and back and forth, and back and forth. Mm -hmm. It's a quite famous image you can find on the Shooting internet. at the pats, or how is it called? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And it's exactly the same time of shoot that we are still doing today but mm -hmm. in england it's almost not done anymore in that way mm -hmm. so we are we are really keeping the same style on the same type of uh, archery and the shooting back and forth in a traditional way mm -hmm. which was almost made in uh, in uh, in england in the 19th century they were using big kind of fitter targets 90 meters away shooting back and forth but it's almost not done anymore in france the traditional archery is still exactly this type of uh, shooting back and forth mm -hmm. from the butt okay. but i must say there is a second type of uh, traditional archery in france but which is really limited from the north of france just near belgium it's vertical pole shooting Mm -hmm. So it's a it's big pole of 30 meters, mm -hmm. and we are shooting a small target and try to put it falling from the pole. Yeah. And it's also something which comes from the Middle Age. So yeah. it's, it's very restricted. Burst shoot with two butte shooting back and forth. It's something mm -hmm. you can find mostly in the half of France, in the northern half of France, mm -hmm. and a little bit in the south of France. Mm -hmm. But the vertical pole is very close to Belgium. Okay. Isn't, yeah, isn't the style of traditional archery very, very old style and almost the same rules and the, the same way of shoot, which, mm -hmm. which was made. That, uh, that shooting back and forth is very clever also because you don't walk 
just <laughs> just yes. put, you walk uh, did target shoot at that and back and so so it's very clever Safe and time, uh, yeah. this uh, vertical shooting is uh, mm -hmm. kind of this popping jaying no yes absolutely yeah popping J is the the, the name of uh, of a bird and you yeah. have you are supposed to hit a bird at the top of the pole and make mm -hmm. it fall mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's supposed to come from the war of troy and mm -hmm. supposed to come from a legend because uh, Patroclus, a cousin of Achilles, was killed, and to celebrate his death, the archers decided to make a tournament. And of course, they were just near the sea, so they decided to tie a bird on top of a mast, which was mm -hmm. holding the, the sail of the, mm -hmm. of the boats, and make a tournament to see who would hit the bird. And the story says the first archer shot, but he did not hit the bird, he just cut the rope. And mm -hmm. the bird began to fly away. Yeah, and okay. then the second archer just shot and hit the bird. And they say, oh, that's amazing. We must make it a tradition and mm -hmm. do it again. Mm -hmm. It's most probably a legend, but it's a wonderful story. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and isn't it also in France, there's a kind of, like, a kind of, how is it called? Uh, a kind of combat-like with wars, and you're going in, in the shooting lane and you shoot and you step aside or something like that no i i don't think it's a, it's, it's a kind of if it's a kind of place arranged with with walls in between and you're shooting ah yes 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 that, that's that's uh, the bow garden which is a traditional shooting range uh, because uh basically archery in france in the beginning of middle age it was made mostly in the cities and not in a countryside mm -hmm. it was not made in a countryside because the lords didn't want their peasant to to use a bow and arrow and be able to, to kill the lord to easily yep so it was not used in the countryside but it was used in the cities by the police forces which was uh, militias and mm -hmm. they had to, to train somehow in the city to use the bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. And because they were in medieval cities, the streets were narrow, there was not a lot of yeah. places. Mm -hmm. So they had to shoot inside gardens for training. And mm -hmm. this is why today our traditional archery ranch are still called bow gardens. Mm -hmm. And uh, because it's kind of narrow and we are walking back and forth at the same time as people are shooting, mm -hmm. in the shooting line, there's only one target. On, on the side, you, have, you used to have some trees, and today you have some plates of wood to protect mm -hmm. the arrows who might go on the side to hit the people. So mm -hmm. it's uh, really, you have just one, sometimes two targets, and it's really a kind of corridor to, to, mm -hmm. to shoot. And, and a kind of like a street fight, no? Yes, yes. Like yes. a street fighting scenery. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because it, it was basically a, a training for people who were using bows and arrows inside the cities. Mm -hmm. yeah. So in the beginning yeah. of the 100 years war, when the damned English invaded France, of course. Mm -hmm. The bad English? Yeah, bad English people. Mm -hmm. uh, the English archers were very bad at shooting in the battlefield, but mm -hmm. they were far better in skirmishes and in bushes in short distance because it was a regular training yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, even when you see here in malta the the old city the old capital medina the streets were designed that they not longer that you could shoot with bow and arrow there so all these narrow yes. streets were made they were really designed for battle with bow and arrow and i think you told it to me ralph that uh, the 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 nickname of the French policeman, the flicks, 
Yes. Came from this because they used bow and arrow and flick means arrow, kind of. Absolutely, no? yes. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Interesting. The, yeah, the, nice. In France, the, what you use the word uh, cop to, to talk about uh, a policeman, it comes from copper because they used to have copper badges. It's yeah. the English yeah, word. Okay. Mm -hmm. But in, in France, we call them flic. Mm -hmm. And flic comes from the word flesh, which mm -hmm. was the, mm -hmm. way, the way that yeah. they, they were called mm -hmm. archers. Because uh, after the 17th century, the militias and the police forces in the city, they were not using any more bows and arrows, mm -hmm. but they were still called the archers. Mm -hmm. And when you were talking about policemen, you were talking about archers. And there were uh, police forces, even mm -hmm. if they were using rifles and muskets, they were still mm -hmm. called archers until the uh, 18th century and the name was kept and uh, when somebody wanted to find a nickname about them it was related to archery mm -hmm. so from archers they, they become arrows and the <laughs> way to say it was just okay. slightly changed yeah. from flesh to flick yeah, interesting interesting yeah but the shooting style was still arrow on the inside of the bow and drawing with three fingers so like like mediterranean style like real people do Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, <laughs> you see, some shooters are all a little gaga. You know. yeah. Yes, uh, some crazy. In, in France, it, it came only uh, at the end of uh, 20th century. During all the 20th century, nobody knew anything about uh, using the, the fan to shoot a bow, except mm -hmm. people who were making kudo, mm -hmm. but they were the kind of really kind of set yeah, on, on, only in kudo jo mm -hmm. there. Nobody mm -hmm. knew anything about them. And uh, in, in front, it was always you use of uh, Western style on the Mediterranean release mm -hmm. um, and until almost uh, today. Mm -hmm. And in traditional archery, we are still using uh, official rules from the French Archery Federation. Okay. And we cannot use the firm release because mm -hmm. the firm ring itself is the considered it's as a, a release mechanical aid. device to have yeah, 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 yeah. Was... considered a compound archer everywhere the same yeah yeah yes. that's right that's right um, you can have good time and have fun if you don't worry about the scoring you can have amazing time using traditional uh, korean <laughs> bow or chinese bow on the french <laughs> archery range <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um Ralph, i have a question because you say you have an uh, kind of uninterrupted history or tradition of archery since the middle, early yes. Middle Ages. Uh, uh, so, did the French took this kind of uh, of tradition to the colonies too, to Algiers or, or, or somewhere? So, I, I could imagine if there were troops there, they had maybe an archery range, and so did they influence a little these cultures with this archery or? I don't know. I never heard about it, but it's an interesting question to me. Mm, I have not read anything about, about it yet, mm -hmm. so I have no, no idea and I have no special information about it. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, there is no traditional uh, French archery range outside the France itself, what we call metropole, mm -hmm. so the, the, mm -hmm. the, the country, not, not in the islands or what mm -hmm. was before okay. the, the colonies, mm -hmm. so there is no archery range. Some of them have been bought quite recently mm -hmm. but it was not historical mm -hmm. and uh, i have no information about such, such a use of course some people may have taken their bows and arrows and used them in uh, remote places but they didn't uh, 
built something which remained until today. And uh, no, nothing was kept, and I have seen no evidence, no picture, no no information about about that. Mm -hmm. uh, not 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 that special. I, I even don't know if, for example, in Algiers they have a special archery tradition or so. I don't know. I never heard about this Western African, mm. you know, kind of Tuareg and fox and and you know. Mm. I don't know. We need to find one, invite him to the podcast. Yeah, it would be interesting. <laughs> you know something about it, Ralph? Not, not special. You have no, no special information mm. about it. We need it. Mm -hmm. We need it. You have to find it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there was once one video about the French release. Did you see this by accident from Ride Dragon on YouTube? And he described that. There was somewhere a description, and that's why he calls it French release, because it was most probably written in a, in a French book, that they have the three fingers, but they use the index, they curl the index around the arrow, so the arrow doesn't bounce off, so you don't have to hold the arrow when you, you know what I mean, when you draw normally three finger, then yes. the arrow can fall off your hand or whatever, and they curl can, the index finger kind of around the arrow, and this is he called it then a French release, so the, but it doesn't ring a bell, so you didn't. No, it doesn't thing. ring a bell, it's okay. spe especially um, from the, all the bows I've seen from the uh, 19th century and the early 20th century. We always had the uh, knocks, mm -hmm. and uh, usually, when you are using Mediterranean release, uh, you can just touch the knock, but of course not press it otherwise the, the tip of the arrow we go up when, when yeah, you pull yeah. so it's something you can get used to so mm -hmm. i don't see the point of curling yeah. the no the finger around it. especially i think it would not be good for the release itself it yeah. would make the release more complicated the possibility mm -hmm. that the string hits the finger after that yeah. so i i don't see the point okay and yeah, um, just, I have no special information about it. And, okay. and the, the French traditional archers are use, uh, using uh, kind of English longbow types since the Middle Ages, kind of similar bows? Yes, like it English? was almost the same type of bow. Of course, it was a D-shaped uh, self-bow. Uh, when the English bastards invited France in the 100 years war, they were cutting all the good wood on the U. Trees to, to make their bow from whole so Europe. France, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. the French king of France decided that you cut you cut all the uh, yew trees and you burn the wood so the English can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, after that, of course, there were a lot of use of self bow in France until the seventeenth uh, century. When it was and, and which forgotten. wood? Elm, elm wood, or what? Yeah. The first quality wood you could find in France was yew wood, but after this 100 years war, it was very difficult to find. And you know how difficult it is to find a good stave of yew wood long enough to make a self bow. It's a kind of complicated. So the second choice is elm wood, of mm -hmm. course. And uh, sometimes uh, ash tree for the very poor people who could not find, but mostly it was, yes. Uh, yeah. And wood. you could also find some wood in the south of France made with. Uh, Cities, which is a type of uh, wood which is called uh, bow wood in some books. It's a wood which comes from a, a bush tree, so it's also very difficult to find a good piece of wood long enough to make a, a, a self bow. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, uh, laburnum, I think it's a word in English, and it's uh, very difficult to, to, to find. So I think mostly you could find 
helm bows, mm -hmm. it, it was D-shaped uh, self-bows like mm -hmm. you could find in, in England. Uh, in France until the end of the uh, 19th century, uh, then you could find uh, laminated bows, which were more practical and more reliable. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them were made in Belgium. Okay. And uh, some of them were not made with the best quality of uh, wood you could find for a bow. You know, if you want to use good quality wood for the bow, it must have a good spring and mm -hmm. of course resist to the pressure. And some of these bows were made with a precious exotic wood, but just for good looking, not to increase the performance. Yeah. And uh, it, it was laminated bows, which were uh, very like uh, Victorian bows. Mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. was take down bows after the second half of 19th century mm -hmm. until uh, the middle 30s and the 20th century in France. Mm -hmm. When in uh, 2033, there was a patent made in France for a special type of small takedown bow made of, made of uh, aluminum mm -hmm. uh, alloy, okay. uh, which it was it, it won um, a contest of uh, invention, which was very famous in, in France, mm -hmm. but it was not produced because of the World War II. And after mm -hmm. World War II, it, it was produced, and uh, it was the main uh, bow which was used in uh, field uh, French archery. Uh, aluminum bows from the uh, hmm? aluminum bows. Well, aluminum bows, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between uh, end of Second World War until uh, the beginning of sixties, when the uh, fiberglass bows came mm -hmm. and replaced easily with aluminum bows, which were very uh, complicated, a lot of handshake, and they were using uh, bicycle brake cables as a string. Mm. So it was very, very shaking, mm -hmm. not very comfortable. I've used one and it's very not, not practical, but it did work. They, they say they so it also, was, it has always mm. been long bows. Mm -hmm. They say also this is they are, these are dangerous, these aluminum bows. Because yeah, they, they, they explode they, with no warning. And, yeah, they they kind of 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 of, of getting weak and older and, and brittle and so on. Mm, uh, yes. That laburnum you you mentioned is goldregen. Goldregen, okay. It's, it's kind of like you say a brush with mm -hmm. with yellowish uh, yeah. blooms. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, it must be okay. this one. Yes, yeah. it's a very how you call it. Um, say. Um, see it's not very strong but you can't break it mm. this, oh, yes. this lebanon yeah a lot of spring in it yes mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay. not very powerful yes. in my opinion but it don't mm. breaks yes in the 1970s 80s there were incoming in France of a weird type of bow. It was introduced by the guy, um, Howard Hill. Maybe you've heard about it, Peter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With this strange, huge grip on the yeah, 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 square yeah. shape of, mm. of limbs. Uh, personally, I, I, I don't feel comfortable with the, this type mm. of, of grip, but uh, it, it came with a very huge success and also with the the style of shooting, which is called uh, soft instinctive style, the style of shooting, mm -hmm. which is typical what you can find with Owazil and very uh, useful in field archery, stem shooting. And uh, it remains until today one of the most interesting way of, of shoot. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a kind of, a kind of Howard Hill population in France, I know, mm -hmm. since many years, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and you, you can find very good uh, bow makers in France yeah. who make amazing bow over the side today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I've seen it at your uh, at your uh, how is it called oh. blog and and also in other pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So some some make wonderful bows with a lamination of U uh, Osage and eventually uh, Labonum and they, they work very well very well. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't feel comfortable with that, that grip specifically, but you need but to like it. it works but, like but, but you 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 know if you if you buy an an, an a custom bow, you can have a smaller handle too. Mm -hmm. You must not have this big one. Hit. Yes. Yeah. 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 In my opinion. A well-made Howard Hill style bow made with bamboo limbs and glass is one of the best performing bows around. Mm. It, it works Be well. It works because well. It's, I always say it's like a Formula One car. Mm. It's just a grip and limbs and nothing more. And not too much material, too much mass in the limbs. So they are fast hitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for, for me as a as a fret bow, I'm using a Harrier bow from Border, which is a glassless uh, limbs. Mm -hmm. So it's just carbon, uh, wood, bamboo, carbon, and no fiberglass. It's it's a reflex bow and it's very very fast. Okay. Yeah. So for 3D archery and uh, mm -hmm. traditional archery, 50 meters, it's very very efficient, very comfortable. Mm -hmm. So that's extremely extremely fast, and I mm -hmm. find it in a. Of course, now you have bows with a lot of carbon and uh, modern things, but if you go to a more traditional uh, bows, traditional lamination, bamboo and uh, you, they, are, they, they feel extremely comfortable and very yeah. good. And yeah. They work yeah. well. And if you don't look for special high velocity and you want, you want the pleasure of a wood, good mm -hmm. thing or the good quality of good object, Mm -hmm. piece of art in your hand you can have wonderful bows that way yes mm -hmm. you know you know what byron ferguson said to me when i asked him asked him about carb you the using of carbon in bows yes. i said uh, byron what is the difference if you're using carbon in your longbows and he said well the difference is i can charge you a hundred bucks more <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not impressed by carbon. I if you have nice fiberglass and bamboo, in my opinion, that's the best. Yeah, it can be good enough. The the idea is not always to find the most effective material, but if when you you are using a bow, you are using also something which has been crafted, something which has been been ordered just for you mm -hmm. with the type of wood you wanted. Eventually, you can choose the the. Yeah. the the pieces of wood and you have it made for yourself and adapted for you specifically because yeah. you are tall, you are small, big, long arms, short arms. Mm -hmm. And when it's made for you and it has been made for you by a skilled craftsman with beautiful pieces of wood, it's your bow. Maybe it will not be the fastest, but mm, it will be yeah, your bow yeah. and you will feel good with it and that does matter. In, in, that, in that kind of thinking, I'm more a kind of... Uh, you know, straightforward. I want the best bow. I don't need fancy veneers or, or something. It has to be very plain and working, good, performing, and so mm -hmm. on. But that's a kind of taste. Yeah. No, in my opinion, in laminated bows, for example, chew wood is overestimated, in my opinion. It's not as good 
a wood for laminated bows, in my opinion. There's bamboo is superior too, in my opinion. Mm. But, but who loves, as like you say, the, the feeling of the Jew and it draws mm. more smoother and so, yeah. yeah. Good that there's a variety out there to fit every need and every whatever yep. you like. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. You can always find a, a type of bow which you will find uh, beautiful. And you, oh, I want this type of wood. Oh, I want this type of carbon because I, I want a high technology and whatever mm. you want. Yeah. But you, you can find something which suits you. Okay. Yeah, I'm still not the biggest fan of carbon in bows or on bows. I had last time two bows here and this bow here, heavy reflex bows, and he built made the carbon on the outside and no protection layer on it. And this yes. carbon was a little brittle and broke, and then the whole bow broke. So this was a little dangerous. And especially especially yes. if they put it somewhere in the center or where, I don't see the purpose of this carbon layer. It's a stability thing. They say that yeah. carbon is in this direction. Yeah, yes. everyone, everyone can make it without it since uh, yeah, but you know, if, years and now it's better for stability. I don't get it. This is what I always say when I have now a good laminate, normal laminated bow with wood and, and fiberglass. If they would have this materials 500 years ago, they wouldn't have done with, with horn and sinew and wait two years until the bow is ready because it performs almost the same, sometimes even better. So... You need to go with the time. That's why they made aluminum bows. That's why we have even fiberglass. Yeah. Even you have fiberglass on your bow, so it's not yeah. really. And, <laughs> and all I always say, all these traditional arches we adore today, today they were in their days not traditional arches because <laughs> no. they always tried the best and modern thing to something new. Yeah, of course, yeah. to reinvent the bow in the area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That is what is interested into uh, IFAA rules about historical class, because you mm -hmm. must use materials which was available in the <clears> beginning <throat> of 20th century and nothing after that. Yeah. So you can have laminated bow with bamboo eventually, but no fiberglass, no mm -hmm. modern accessories. Mm -hmm. Of course, wooden arrows, and that makes this class highly interesting. Of course, you can use a thumb ring. Yeah. I love that class. Mm. Or, or plastic British bows or uh, Asian bows. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, nice, of course. Yeah. Uh, that's a kind of problem with all these traditional classes. And so, because I always said the tradition from which place and at which time. Mm. So, yes. <laughs> it's not what is tradition. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you, when you, when you check, when you get on, on, on Google, then tradition means what is done over two generations. Then even the modern Olympic recurve bow is now a traditional bow because they yeah. we use yes. it now since it is indeed because you know we talked about this term traditional archery yeah. was invented by the Americans when they invented the compound bow mm. in the 19, 1960s. Yeah. yeah, because they said we are the traditional archers yeah, with yeah, recurves yeah. and long bows, and these are not traditional with the compound bow. Yeah. So that's that's why you hear from the Americans yeah, what is traditional. If it has wheels on it, it's not traditional. Yeah. <laughs> what, what we are usually talking about when we are talking about traditional archery is historic archery, more Historical kind archery. of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's true. Now I forgot what I wanted to say, but it's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, my brain today. Not really. You know, that also was a kind of problem to me when I when I went to Korea because they invited me as a typical Austrian archer. 
but yes. there is no such yes, thing no. like Austrian a typical okay. clothing for archers or something. So I so I took Wendy with me. She was the Austrian part with the you know the nice. She had quite a success. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a nice idea. I know. <laughs> yes, of course. The, the, the same problem in, in Spain, for example. For example, I had a, a friend from Spain, Alvaro, who went to this festival in Korea, and he said, "Hey." We've had no archery since the Saracens left Spain, so we have no traditional archery. And yeah. we went to Korea with yeah. a Turkish bow because it was yeah. all he could, he could find, which was almost traditional. But mm. you, what is traditional? Is it traditional from your country? Mm. Does your country yeah. still have a real traditional archery mm. remaining? Or is it something yeah. which was imported from the Ottomans, Saracens, or other type of invaders eventually, mm. mm -hmm. which we can use after a few generations? Or, 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 or like the like the Germans, they they then use a kind of medieval dress and 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 act yes. as archers with a medieval mm. costume, but that's not the kind of true tradition of an archery clothing or so. Yes, yes. Well, when I go to festivals, I'm using an English longbow, mm -hmm. which is exactly the type of bow you could find also in, in France. Mm -hmm. So, it, and your pirate it, head. It does work. <laughs> Eventually, yes, it depends. I have a Viking outfit. I have how, a, how, is the real, how is the real name for this kind of head? I don't know. In German, Tricon, with tricons for the, for the head on the like Dreispitz tricon. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, you have a nice leather jacket, mm -hmm. and yeah, I yeah, because mm -hmm. even at this time, some people were using bows and arrows. Uh, it, it was as I said, it was continuous used in the cities, and the, the tradition was kept, and the, the rules and the, the way to shoot was completely kept and still practiced in every century. So I can use outfit from any century and mm -hmm. say it's uh, it was authentic for archery. <laughs> it's authentic as it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. I would have, uh, I would should have dressed myself as Ötzi, maybe. Mm. It was in Austria. Yes. <laughs> I would have massive problems with Malta because we don't have an archery history here. So, I think also Saracens and so on were in Malta. Yeah, of course. Yeah, then the Ottomans with the Great Siege, but they, yeah, yeah. then they started already with the crossbows, but bow yeah. and arrow. I went, the first way when I went to Malta nine years ago was first in the in the war <laughs> museum. I said, where are the bows and arrows? Oh, we don't have. And then I don't go in. Then I went to Gozo, the small we, neighborhood we, island. War with that, museum in it, where we are the bows and arrows, yeah, we don't have with, uh, with that, uh, with that eastern kind of archery, you know, Turkish and Saracen and Hungarian or Madyar or how you like to call it, and so it's very difficult, I think, because they kind of like the same bows and the cultures mixed up because one. A hundred years there were the Saracen, then the Turkish came and the Turkish went to Hungary and so on. So it's not easy to be a kind of patriot that's just Hungarian or that's just that. It's difficult, in my opinion. Mm. Yes, as I said, there was no really French bows in the previous mm. centuries. We were using bows which was exactly the same as the English archers, and after that they were made in Belgium, and there was almost no bow maker in France mm -hmm. before the second half of 20th century. So mm -hmm. we call it French bow because it was a bow which was used in France but mm -hmm. it was not obviously typical and made specially in France for French mm -hmm. archers. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was made in the most efficient way you could make a self-bow, and it was the same way to make a self-bow efficient in France or in England or in our, in our country, in Western mm -hmm. Europe, with the same mm -hmm. type of bow. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Makes sense. And, and, <laughs> and if you think back then in, in more earlier time, more earlier times, of course, all around the world, they used just simple stick bows. They made yes. a kind of long bow because it's easiest to make and, and hunt it or... Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Ralph, back then, when I started archery in the 1990s, there were in Germany a nice archery shop. It was called Robin Sport, like Robin Hood Sport. Mm -hmm. It was in, in the, in, in I don't know, in the Ruhrgebiet, as it's called, in the Ruhr area. Mm -hmm. And they had in this, they had a very nice catalog with nice pictures. They had from the compound bow to English longbows, everything you can imagine, Tata bows, everything, very expensive and so. Mm -hmm. uh, and they had inside kind of, I think, bows from Belgium. They were kind of English longbows, but they had uh, like a, a Viking ship knock, you know? Yes, the, like the, the knock and, was quite uh, big and it was yeah. it was it was yeah. curved frontwards yeah and it was uh, the same thing that you could find in, in england because it, it was a big hook with a hole and you could put a lace to 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 keep your string, string. Yeah. Yeah. so it, it was used as a string keeper mm -hmm. but of course if you look at the, the efficiency of having such extra weight on the top yeah. of limb it's absolutely not uh, efficient not but it was yeah. good looking and yeah. they had diff different type of shapes sometimes shaped like a chase pieces like horses or mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, but it, it, it was absolutely not for efficiency and not in special purpose mm. of course it did help with the, the second string to, to hook it good, to hook it good and uh, avoid it to the good string to, to go away when you string your bow mm -hmm. but from my maybe to search for was, arrows that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, more the, the, the pointy uh, knocks in, in england yes and this special type had in this catalog a center fiberglass Otherwise, it was a kind of self-bow, but with one fiber glass, I think, in the center. And there was another type of Belgian bows. It was, it was like an English longbow, but it was more like a flat bow with glass fiber and the takedown to put the, yes. down to put yes. together in the handle. They looked very nice to me back then. Yeah. I never saw them again. Are they common in France or in Belgium? They, they, they used to be uh, common in France in Belgium, and they was they were used especially uh, when in, in burst shoot, and so shooting bird shooting at 50 meters in France. Yeah, we, we went from uh, aluminum bows from the 60s to, re, uh, to fiberglass bows, and very very fast we went to uh, recurve fiber fiberglass mm -hmm. bows onto recurve Olympic bows. Mm -hmm. But uh, in for vertical pole shooting. The, the long bows made of one, one or two pieces of fiberglass uh, uh, as a tack down bow and just mm -hmm. stick together at the handle. It was still used until the end of the uh, 19th century, uh, 90s, yes, in the 20th century. So it was mostly the type of bow which was used for vertical pole shooting. Mm -hmm. I think and they the, called it popping chapo or something in that catalog. Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Because it was especially made for vertical pole shooting, you use uh, blunt arrows, mm -hmm. which are very, very uh, heavy because mm -hmm. it's a piece of uh, arrows are made of oak, mm -hmm. and uh, they are type of big head, which is a, a cycle of horn 
to, to hit mm -hmm. the target. So it was quite heavy arrows. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to, to shoot this arrow at uh, at least uh, 30 meters high with enough energy to hit the target, mm -hmm. it had to be kind of strong bow. Mm -hmm. So it was at least 50 pound bows. And mm -hmm. the archers who were shooting popinjay, uh, they were called iron arms because we had to have strong arms to shoot, especially, <laughs> especially in a, up where, in a where, where yeah, position, yeah. yes. But, but they did it standing, right? So they but, stood yeah, under they, the pole and shot upwards because they looked they something yes. similar uh, in, in Asiatic countries where they do it on horseback. You see Absolutely. them in, in, in Turkey, yeah, when you, you, you hit the, the, the steel disc, yes. But it's not 30 meters. I think it's only 10, 15 meters or something. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but and on, on, on horseback. On horseback, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it's easier, you know. <laughs> and this kind of pose looked very nice because I think they were a little whipped-ended, like light slightly you know i don't know i call it whipped ended like that yes, little flex. shaped limbs not just a arc mm. interesting Re reflex deflex you you yeah. can get your hands on one of these posts still i would like to try one i have one in my bedroom oh you have one are yes. they still on on i don't know ebay france available nah, uh, you, you you can find some uh, some pieces on the yes uh, like like ebay when uh, mm. some people they they cleaned old houses and yeah. they found it on, on caves what, what was the brand how were they called oh i i don't have a special name on it and i don't have a sticker with the the brand it was a re regular uh, full fiberglass bow which was sometimes painted to almost look like uh, brownish, so it was it was okay. looking like wood from a distance. Mm -hmm. It was pure fiberglass. I, I thought in this Robin Sports catalog that, that were laminated limbs. I don't know with glass fiber. There were all different types, and there were also mm -hmm. a, a brand which was called Imperial, which mm -hmm. was quite famous, and they were making uh, strong bows, sixty to seventy pounds, and they were very famous but very handshaking mm -hmm. they destroyed a lot of shoulders oh, and they had they had two they had two little plates for a shelf i think on each side yes yes and yeah, yeah, yeah. nice yeah. and i yeah. can shoot some release with it that's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. can and take down so these were handy bows i think interesting yeah, yeah. Yes, takedown has been used in France from the end of the uh, 19th century. You you find them on almost each picture uh, in the beginning of 20th century. Almost all the bows are, are takedown. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could find some on the flea market in France, no? Kind of. Not, not anymore. I've been there too many times. <laughs> you, all, you all bought them. <laughs> A few of them. <laughs> you bought them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And and here you see here you see you wouldn't find any kind of bow and arrows in Germany and Austria on, on garage sales or flea markets because we have no tradition of archery and in France and in England and in America of course in America with our friend he goes to yeah. whatever around the corner flea market and goes home with five bows and three hundred arrows. Every time, yeah, yeah. obviously, takes a photo yeah. then of his ten ten dollars, uh, an, an old Ben Pearson bow or something like yeah. that. Yeah, holy yeah. And here you, you, you absolutely need to come to, to France. We have a very special archery museum in, in France, which is the only public archery museum, as far as I know, what, what, in Europe. Your, your friend was with you in Korea, this one woman and the, and yes. the mayor, yeah, of the same city. Yes. This, this yeah, absolutely. Is yeah. the mayor still the boss of the of the W? Because he got well, president. 
back yes. then. O of, officially, but I think this type of association was related for to the city of Yecheon, and especially the mayor of Yecheon at this time, and the mayor changed because there were another election. Yeah. And the mm -hmm. new mayor, he made another festival a few years ago. But since then, I have not heard about it. Of course, there have been uh, the, all the trouble of the pandemic, uh, we know. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if the, the new mayor is as involved in this okay. topic that the previous one was, and I hope so. Mm -hmm. But uh, you, you need to come because you have a, they have a wonderful collection of display the bows and arrows, but have a huge stock of bows and arrows in, in the in the, in the stocks in reserve. Oh, and, uh, okay. we, we can we can we have access, private yeah. access to some some special things. We do directly a few bow reviews there. <laughs> You could make a, a clip you, you're filming through and we yeah, can use course. it. And so, uh, it, you know, I mean, it was very funny because, you know, Wendy, uh, she was with me in Korea, had nothing to do with archery before, mm -hmm. except mm -hmm. we are friends. And it happened on this occasion. It was the kind of official founding of this VTW. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and Wendy and me became founding members of mm -hmm. this society. Yes, yes. We <laughs> are officially founding members. Wonderful. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And so she, she got, in her hand, but she's she got the tag and then and yes. kind of, you know, document and so on. She was amazed about, oh, I'm traveling here from, I have nothing to do with it, but now I'm founding member of this society. Very nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a good idea. This society was meant especially for the Koreans, because they hoped to uh, integrate uh, Korean traditional archery as part of UNESCO uh, intangible heritage. Yeah. They, had, uh, they have been working uh, on it for, sense, for yeah. many years. And uh, well, the first to make it was the Turkish. So well done, guys, mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's yeah. always a victory for all traditional archers. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's nice. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know if the Koreans are still willing to make the this, this case and want to still want to be uh, mm. classified as a intangible heritage it's it's a, it's a good good uh, idea good project in so. france we have been trying to make it uh, for the last 15 years mm -hmm. we are now officially recognized as a intangible heritage inside france by the ministry of mm -hmm. culture okay. but uh, our and case I have not been pushed to international level yet and you know I've, i have to interrupt you because if you think for what shit they are throwing money out of the window. Like we say in Germany and mm. Australia, throwing money out of the window. For what kind of studies and mm. NGOs and stuff nobody needs to count the bees on the meadow, I don't know. <laughs> and if you have That's a real funny. nice thing with a museum and a nice mayor and nice guys, they would organize all that stuff. They don't support it. That's horrible in my opinion, no? It's politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we hope to make it somehow. <laughs> we nine years, nine years in Malta. This is I always, you know, always. He has first a mayor. He is very interested. Yes, wow, good idea. I write a proposal, and then can you can have the ditch down there with olive trees and do your archery down there. Then at home, write the proposal. You know, go there I, again next meeting. Yeah, he's with the friends of the council, and then there are two people sitting, council members. And then they look at me, so you want yeah. to do some business down there? But, you know, we have to tell you we have other interested parties. 
Said, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't bribe any mayors. And then Listen. I go home again. This is, uh... Listen, I found out something, and I'm sure it is like that. If you're walking to through to a mayor or to kind of official who needs to you like to that you he supports you mm -hmm. your project or something, then you don't have to tell him, oh, it's it's our history, it's good for the people, it's sports or nothing. What really him. what really makes sense you have to tell him, but you know what you have to say to him is him. We will make nice pictures and nice newspaper articles, mm. and you are the founder of this shit, oh, and you hero. will get to all the media, and you will blame your political enemies. Say, look, I I have done it. Mm. Then he will think, oh, that's a good idea. I, I told I told even one mayor we can even name this archery range after you. You know, it's <laughs> then the blah 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 archery range. Yeah. You know? push his ego as far as I can, but... So that don't work soon. Ah. <laughs> was That's... not interested. This is hilarious. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was so fun. In Korea, in the evening, we were... How is it called? It were kind of the house where we slept. How would you call it? It was a kind of, of holiday house for Catholic priests to get to yeah, in their vacation a, a, a or something. Kind of monastery, but there were rooms for visitors, yeah, mm -hmm. for retreats. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I think it was a, a holiday refuge yeah. for yeah, people priests. who want to, to, to spend yeah. a few days or a few weeks just yeah, in, in yeah, prayer yeah. and be out of the city. Yeah. And, and <laughs> nuns are running it, you know, Korean mm -hmm. women with, with nice, Catholic yes. nun outfits. It's <laughs> a very nice, nice. sisters, yeah. we have to say. And, you know, in the evening we were there and then we did, I didn't compete, but they had miniature 3D mm -hmm. yes, yes, and miniature balls, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the, in the front of the hotel or of this refuge. <laughs> so nice, so nice, so funny. Yeah, they were brought by Cecily. It, it, they are very fun, these mini bows. You can use them at any time. Yes, yes. Well, yes, yes. Have to have yes. one with you. And uh, there you could see how crazy arches are. <laughs> yes, yes. But soon I get. can do whatever we want. Soon I get 3D printed Manchurian style bows in this size. I have 3D printed, I, really. And, Just a and he made already a, a quiver for his pinky finger. You need to imagine that he started shooting then, then he wanted fast shooting with this small one to seven scale manchu bow and he wanted to shoot fast and then he had an, no problem where to put the arrows and now he developed a nice quiver for the pinky finger so you have the arrows on the pinky it's amazing <laughs> i i have to show to ralph what i did on miniature oh, yeah, look, yeah, of course. look i made a miniature bowman with which quiver? Yes, yes. yes. Nice. Almost yeah. the same jacket. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the scarf and so on. And you yeah. know, there's a little magic to it because I made this bow uh, of out of a broken real Howard Hill bow yes. limb. Mm -hmm. So the glass fiber is on front, and there's just a bamboo in on the on the facing. Mm -hmm. So it's a kind of magic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The real Howard Hill material, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, fancy. We all crazy. Upcycling, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, and it has a kind of has a kind of magic to it because it's made from a real bow. Mm -hmm. Yes, to me, I'm not yeah. a, a spiritual guy, but 
No, not the door. No. Oh. Oops. No. <laughs> don't, break, don't break your phone. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this was a very cheap puppet. It was a kind of special forces soldier, you know, with a helmet and, mm -hmm. and pistol and so on. And uh, it cost, I think, 27 euros. But then I looked out on eBay for a jacket like this. This is a kind of, you know, a Rommel's Nazi jacket yep. <laughs> <laughs> and trousers matching and so. Mm -hmm. So I thought I have to make a bowman. Where are the sunglasses? <laughs> broken, broken. I have to. <laughs> have to replace them because yeah. they're so tiny, you know. Yeah, but piece of wire and a bit of dark. No, no, no. No, it needs to be he, the original one, but small. He needs. He it's needs, in the same price uh, as a. a, a he a needs Ray Ban. One. <laughs> of course, he needs a Ray Ban. Yeah. And of course, I made him a little target. Because it's the bomb and he has already his own Barbie doll, right? <laughs> An assistant, a Wendy. An assistant. <laughs> <laughs> An assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's all part of the Bowman marketing strategy, of course. Yes, yes. yes. And I've seen by the likes and so on, the people can't resist it. If you make a kind of miniature of yeah. something. Always. They like it. People always like it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always play with dolls. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Once you come in this age, you know, you something. Yeah, the only thing is left to do is playing with dogs. Nothing <laughs> else is working anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but it was fun. It yeah. was hard work, but it was also fun to make these hairs. These are real feathers. Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you can see it. You made a proper knock. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with a kind of little Dremel tool, I cut the knock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And with a silver, uh, you know, that kind of silver mm -hmm. felt pencil mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. an original arrow wrap, a white one. Mm -hmm. And from a tin can, I made this kind of, you know, a slot and with super glue. Mm -hmm. Oh, they are sharp eventually. Hey, hey. Yeah. Bowman kills, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> not, not only machete kills, no, Bowman kills. Putting the, the feathers on was a little <laughs> as same <as> Buddhist <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you could give your, your boner to one of these 3D printers and they can scan it and 3D print this bow. Yeah. Yes, uh, because I thought in fact, this, if you like to sell this feature, so yep. he should have two bows, one in full draw where you can mm -hmm. position him in full draw, but yeah. it had to be, has to be a bent bow from yeah. the beginning yeah. and the other one, which is a yeah. real bow. So and the say. working one that you can shoot directly on the yeah. office when you're bored, you're not like, ding, ding. Yeah. it's so relaxing. Yeah. Depends on to who, if you are on the good side of the bow, it's <laughs> relaxing for you. You need to, of yeah. course, see that you have this in, in a nice gift box and a nice stand where the bow is on it and the arrows on your office, you know. And then on, on one side of the box, you open it and there's a small target in it. And then you simply grab your bow, ping, ping, have a bit zen on your desk, you know, and then everything is fine again. But I never knew <laughs> they're making these kind of shoes. They're like real shoes with real, you know. Yeah, and they cost uh, so much like real ones, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like big ones. No, not that much, but 15 euros are these shoes. So if yeah. you go to a very cheap uh, shoe shop on mm -hmm. buy for yourself, so yeah. Yeah, cheap yeah. pair, it's not more expensive. <laughs> yeah, only because it's small doesn't mean it has to be cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. 
But yeah. if you go to a, a kind of uh, tailor and you say, make me just a small jacket for mm -hmm. this puppet, it would also you it would be more expensive than 15 yeah. or 20 euros if the material, the material is not the thing but the work yeah. and then the yeah. small tedious yeah. you need to be very precisely so yeah. and when somebody cannot do it it's almost not possible i mean you have a guy who is able to 3d print kind of that bow oh, or Martha, something i had i had once this uh drawing of this uh, korean male ring Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the complete 3D drawing with all measurements, and then I I wrote to a few of the 3D printers here and said, "Listen, can you print me this ring?" I didn't even get a reply. Really, uh, Malta is not really. Yeah, I don't know. No businessman. <laughs> it's horrible. I don't, I don't know if Sukaji in, in 3D would be would be fine because you have to have something which is quite smooth for the the string to. Yeah, but it's yeah. Slip on it, but free uh, will always a lot, lot of. Uh, but you can still edges. You have to smooth it. it. Yeah, exactly. I also uh, thought if 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 you have all the components of this Bowman feature, mm -hmm. because that soldier had a lot more stuff. He had hand mm -hmm. grenades and two guns and a pistol and a helmet and a lot of accessories. And this one would only need the bow, the quiver, and very little, yeah. very not very few items. Mm -hmm. So, and that one costed twenty-seven euros. So maybe if you let it produce in China or somewhere, mm. could, must not be yeah. expensive. Very expensive. I don't know. Yeah. If you want to make your own thumb ring with a special shape, I mean, you must mm. ask uh, Murat, but you can ask for also any uh, dental surgeon, because they are using some kind of resin. Yeah. to mold your teeth and Murat does uh, very yeah, nice firm rings mm -hmm. the same material you, you can make it in the shape you want you can sand it to the, the perfect shape yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good yeah, but material. I had then there's custom thumb rings archery in America and they always yes. ask me which ring could we make do you have an idea I said yes I have this drawing of this male thumb ring and they made it then and then they sent me one and it was nice and they sell and a lot of ring, yes but they make it quite yeah. well yeah, it's yeah. interesting because it's 3D printed, so inside you still have the small edges, which which yeah. is making it, it gets a bit rough, but so outside yeah, it's very smooth. It's smooth, exactly. Yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah, you yeah. know what I did with a horn thumb ring back then mm -hmm. because I had one to showing it in my mm -hmm. archery schools and it was too big for me. I lined it with suit leather. Yeah. I, I made very very thin suit leather. Mm -hmm. I grinded it down, you know, yeah. with sanding paper. And glued it inside, so it was very sticky. Nice. 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 Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yeah, they had even the, the Turkish one said, then there's more leather strap inside. Mm -hmm. Yes, you, when to, it's to, to prevent the string to, to grab exactly, just, and then just so yeah. flesh here. Yes, it's nice. Works nice. It yeah. works well. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah see. I try to do. I I I always use it with my hand from bring. I'm using this piece of leather. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's quite uh, practical because you don't have to to watch on the, to to be exactly. careful and yeah. you don't hurt yourself anytime. You slide yes. back and it rests on the leather, and not on the skin. Yes, yes. Don't pinch your skin. Something. It's, it's it's easy going. Yeah. When yeah. when did you start some release? Well, when when I went to Korea, two thousand nine. Okay. But I I don't do only from release. I also do yes, uh, a, a switch from from bow. My my pleasure is to use different types of bow. Mm -hmm. I can use a long bow in the morning and the Korean bow in the afternoon. Exactly. And the compound bow in the night. So, so you're kind <laughs> of a uh, <laughs> no no. I, I can't use a compound. I, something I I, I can't just uh, nah. mm -hmm. I, I I don't feel good with it. Yeah. So you're kind of a bow bigamist. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, I use Korean, Chinese, and, uh, longbow, yeah. flatbow. Uh, which is a, which is a good thing. I like it too. The variety is what makes it yes. interesting. Yeah, of course. And even the different shooting styles and everything is as long we all shoot bow and arrow, you know. But it's always different and something. Yeah. It's, 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 it's even different if you use a Chinese bow with a very long draw length and the Tata bow, which is quite short. It's yeah. different, different style. And yeah. It's always interesting. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, these, I don't know, the very new compound bows, but these older compound bows, if you shoot them without the sight, they're also fun to shoot. That was the, first, this was the first bow I started bow and arrow with it. Not this one exactly, but this model, the, the brown bear yeah. from, from Fred Bear. You never had one? Uh, tiny wheels. I got I got it for the, the, the junior boss of the company I worked. He had one. He said, here, take it. Have fun. And after three months, he said, now I need my bow back. <laughs> but then it was enough time to get me infected with this virus, you know. And ah, this yes. one, uh, no injection helps, you know. This is <laughs> You see, even the compound bow works for infecting. Yeah, and this <laughs> was shot from the shelf instinctively, so there was no yeah, sight. I did the same with my first. Completely yeah. instinctive, no problem. But even with yes. modern ones, I guess you can do it. I order now in France, there is a, a, a dealer who sells these Oneida bows. Yeah, it's still Oneida, yes. And I wrote them. Oh, I would there. love to have one. Yeah. I wrote them an email if they can get me uh, the long draw version, which does 31 inches, but a left hand one, because I want to shoot thumb release. Yes. And I want to try, I need to try this. But they didn't get back to me. I don't know what's happening with them. But you know, with this very modern uh, compound bows, I think it's very uh, uh, different because they have so much let off. You can, you can pull them and let them hang down and the spring stays <laughs> yes. really i had yeah. one in my hands mm. that's that's weird if you shoot with them yeah, but these older ones where the little let off you know you slide over the point yeah yes you, you have to switch if you use maximum let off it's too weak and you don't feel stable if you, you feel nothing stable, yeah. you must have a, a little bondage so you must yeah. reduce the, the let off mm. itself to, to feel comfortable yeah. to, yeah. Bit, to yeah. be stable yeah, that's a minimum. Me, me, they say so. I don't use it, but they say so. You would say <laughs> if I, you I, would I use touch. it. <laughs> don't get on the dark side of the force. Oh, no <laughs> way. No way. But all the data, they, are, they are made. I think especially oh, for it's fun too. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's, that's yeah. nice. Came you not assembled, and I have no idea how to put all these cables and strings on it. You know, it looks nice. But I, I managed today. Came today. Yeah, it's my. For but with a, that one, you you for sure can kill a rat or something. It's twenty five pounds or something. Wow, <laughs> so it's not so bad. Well, I shot an arrow in the wrong place. It was quite speedy. Yeah? It's for <laughs> it's for a special project. <laughs> you wanted to say something about the Onida bows, right? Yeah, Onida bows. They were made, I think, uh, basically for using with three finger release and not with. Uh, mechanical release yeah so they, they are quite comfortable and they if even the angle of the string is quite uh, short it, 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 it stays comfortable yeah. but if if i had to use a compound bow i would absolutely use a fern ring <laughs> definitely uh, you know that I, thought, older... I get one with 28 inch draw and then but why should i shoot three that, fingers that, you know that, i really don't uh, know how the handle is if you can have a left hand version 
in the left hand and it feels still comfortable but i guess because the handle looks quite symmetrical so i think it's fine and if not you need yeah. to modify the handle a bit yeah. i have to show to ralph that traditional compound bow that old one i have just mm -hmm. a moment show it yeah yes but i hope that they get back to me yeah. that was the only oneida dealer i found in in, in europe it's the one in france Yes, there are very few places to buy some on it. Mm, yes, yeah. they are quite rare. But now, if you can look at modern compound bows, there are not so much left and that are right, and they are very center shot. But they are almost symmetrical, and there is no yeah, right line. I don't, right I don't like these. Like like look that. at that beauty. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Completely made from wood. Yeah. Yep. And very massive. <laughs> That's a kind of traditional bow, in my opinion. Yeah, it is traditional, right? Now, yes. Here's a, another kind of cam. Oh, and, yes, yes. And But it was back then split limb, which was very sophisticated for these days, I think. It's an old Ben Pearson. Mm -hmm. I looked at sophisticated arrow rest. It is a kind of brush. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very yes. interesting. For hunting arrows. There you go. Yeah. Makes no noise, doesn't deflect. Yes. Very heavy, uh, close to no lay, let off. You know, you throw it like of a recurve bow. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. You can adjust it some, I don't know, the draw weight or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yes. This one will not break. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> nice. But it's quite massive, this thing. Uh, uh, very oh, heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 But I, I couldn't I, resist buying it. When I saw it, I, I had to have it. <laughs> I shot it three times, I think. I yeah. tried if it shoots, and now it's a war. I shot this one once for the video, and then since then it's yep. because it's very old, and I don't know how long it will last. That's why yes. it's for, because this one started my archery life, Vespo. That's why I wanted to have one. And a friend in America, Scott, he found one on eBay. He said, oh, look here on eBay, they... They they are so cheap because you can everybody had one. This was one of the most common compound bows in America at the time. So there are many bows out there, and you can have them for a few bucks. You can have them, and the shipping was then more expensive than the bow. <laughs> yes, a lot of beginners in USA they, they start with compound bow. They don't start with Olympic bows, and eventually, if they want to use Olympic bow, they switch from compound bow to Olympic bow. But in every school and every archery ranch, beginners they're all using compound bow. Yeah. So I think all compound bow and quite simple technologies compound bow can be very uh, easy to find in a secondhand yeah. market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For for some time. In the early 2000s, during the 2000s, you know, till 2008 or so, you could find very nice bows on the American eBay. Mm. Yeah, and in Canada too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also that I had two, but I gave it to my friends uh, this old Ben Pearson glass fiber takedown nice bows and so on. Very nice bows indeed. Yeah, you still can find them, but shipping from America is, is double. Yeah, like nowadays it's a horror, yeah. Yeah. 180 euros down. or so. Yes. This one, yeah. I, would, I had once, one came to my range four or five years ago with one of these Ben Pearson. It was a, a greenish, bright greenish color. 
And I said, look what I have here, you know, it's some some vintage old bow from my father, whatever. And I shot it and I was like, whoa, but I didn't show it. I said, look, yeah. it's, you know, plastic. You want to sell it? I take it, you know. No, 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 I don't sell it. <laughs> from I, I had one, it looked like horn. It was like brownish with yeah, cer- was, yeah. like caramelized or how you call yeah, some, it. Some white streaks in it in the screen. Yeah, yeah, it was like, like, marble, like if like, it would yeah, interesting. made of horn or so. But yeah, performing, not bad for, for, no, for plastic no. bow. Wow. And you know that Ben Pearson bows, they were not exactly pure... Uh, gas fiber bows mm-hmm. they had a kind of wooden core but they called it molded around the gas fiber i don't know how they did it was a kind of special thing okay i don't know i had to have one because in one video how a till shot one when, the, yeah, when they did so fishing yeah. and so they shot this kind of ben pearson boat because mm-hmm. they promoted yeah. it and so and yeah, they look is... very beautiful you know like yeah, uh, slightly recurved yep this is one bow I would like to have too. I mean, and I'm not a collector. It's simply for for the interest of shooting this bows a few times. Yeah, it's not a collector and have forty bows over there in my other room. <laughs> but I, I don't gave it them. I'm not the collector. I don't have forty bows. They only come here. <laughs> they come here faster than I can get rid of them. You know. I have a very very old and nice friend from Tyrol, from Austria, and uh, they are also into hill bows and so. Mm-hmm. And his son lost fun shooting the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And then they went at my house and, and he saw this, this Ben Pearson takedown bow. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he would like to have this bow and then he would shoot again. And mm-hmm. so I said, okay, then take it with you. <laughs> and since then he only shoots his very, nice. really expensive, good Howard Hill style and every kind of bows. And he just shoots with that yeah. old <laughs> ben Pearson takes Sometimes, down. as it is, sometimes I still simply shoot the snake bow, you know, with 26 pounds because yes. it's such an. Uh, and you know, at this tournament, uh, we had a kind of primitive class, you know, with wooden bows and selfies yeah. and so. And and they fooled the guys there and said, this is a horn bow. It's made <laughs> totally <laughs> horn. <laughs> Plastic horn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plastic nice. horn, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it works. Right. That's interesting. I mean, this is what they all developed in this time in yeah. bow and arrow is incredible. Yeah, lots of experiments. Sometimes you think it's completely crazy, but it did work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you look, there are books around with old kind of patent drawings mm-hmm. and so what all they invented, crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Archery is so wonderful because there are so many hobbies in the hobby. Mm. You can you can collect archery books, you can mm-hmm. make your own quivers, you can yeah. make your arrows, you can buy it, but you can also make it and you yeah. can paint the arrows and you can make bows and you can make this and that yeah. and study Saracen archery or what you like. So a big range of, yeah. but maybe you could also say it about fishing or hunting. I don't know. You can also yeah. make well, your I own like stuff. This. What I like is, first of all, it's an activity everybody can do, even if a kid is is whatever, a bit obese or is is slow and is not good in any sport, but it can stand on the shooting range and can shoot some arrows. And what I personally like, we have, I said, every Sunday morning, there's a family coming, the grandfather, the father, the mother, and the two kids. Three generations of this family, every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, they come and shoot for one hour together. And then they go, whatever, have a coffee or have lunch somewhere. But it's it's an activity everybody can do in the family. So it's not yes. excluded. Like when you see 
the mothers, they always bring the kids to football and then they need to go home or need to go somewhere for coffee. I said, look, mom, you can directly shoot with your daughter. Oh yeah, true. And now we have a lot of these mother, daughter, mother, son, what a father, son coming. It's, they come every week. It's interesting. And I like yep. it. Yep. Yeah, something I see in our archery range, we have a, a field archery range in the forest with only uh, 3D targets yeah. and it's close by a wall, it's safe so we can keep the targets all the time. Oh, each good. Sunday morning we match a shooting for, uh, for the, all the members of the club or of course new members and sometimes there are children who come and say, oh, I want to try archery for this time so I register to the club, I take a, license and they come once and uh, the parents they come they just put uh, the children on the archery ranch and they lay on they leave on the week after the parents come and say ah come with me dad come with me dad and they, yeah, they go to the field yeah, yeah. on the week after that's dad and the boy who are making yeah. the archery and sometimes even one month after mom comes and they yeah. shoot it's, on the tree perfect yeah it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun it's when nice. you see that yeah ah, yes uh, we have been able to to make something which interests yeah, even yeah. the children and the parents well, that's nice and you know opposite uh, opposite uh, of uh, some some clever teachers do i when things like that happen i always say to them you will be surprised how easy it is yeah. you know a lot of people like to put oh it's difficult instead and and they like to make themselves big because they can do it so it's difficult but Think about nothing. Just look at the target, draw here and release, and you will see. It's fun. It's easy. And if you train it, you will hit something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had, I had Just a pleasure to see the arrow fly. If you feel yeah. this pleasure on the first time, you yeah. win everything. Yeah. I had last time a private group of some some workers there from India and from, from, from Nepal. And I said, listen, when you have your day off, come to the range and we do an hour archery. And then the guy who really took it very serious and I was always shooting and after 20 minutes, they said, oh, it really makes sense to listen and follow your instructions and it works. You know? It's well, hilarious, really. It's, it's I, I think there's also something to it because it's the same with firearms. Uh, there's something, uh, I don't know, human likes because you can effect a, 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 a target or a tin can out of your reach. Mm -hmm. So yeah. even if you plank with a 22, it's fun because you can hit it in 20 yards or something. Yeah. So you on this point there is the same. Mm -hmm. You do something and there, 20 yards or 30 yeah. yards away, something happens. It's even knife throwing, you know, even if you only yeah. throw three yeah. meters, you throw it away and the knife sticks over there. So yeah. satisfactory. Yeah. It's yeah. In, in combat completely almost probably completely useless, but yes. it's much it's so much fun to throw knives. It's, yeah. it's you do knife throwing too, Ralph? No, not, not specially. Uh, I try to throw things, of course, but my, my real pleasure in archery is long distance shooting and to, to see the arrow fly and when that's, it disappears. Yeah, that's the nicest uh, oh, yeah, it, it was always good direction and you got to mm -hmm. find it. Yeah. That's yeah. My, my real pleasure, especially when I see it flying quite straight and uh, mm. I say, okay, it's, it was a good direction that mm. you go to see the target. It was a big mount of straw. 200 meters away but just see the arrow going in the sky and disappearing yeah, from yeah, your yeah, sight yeah, yeah. that's exactly the feeling i like yeah, i yeah. think they don't do it anymore but back then there were these flight tournaments you know 
where this cloth on the ground was, and they shoot this long range. Yes, in, long in England you can do it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's a mark shoot, and uh, it was used in the around the cities, and you had to to shoot this marks which was uh, stones and you have to, to go from one stone to the other to, to mm -hmm. have training to shoot at different distances and to, to make a kind of a, a tour around the city and it was a regular training for the english archers okay so you, you you still do it and you can still make it when i go to england what i like is to make long distance shooting because mm -hmm. we have a possibility to to make it so yeah. i really look forward to be able to to make it once again mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, i i love it yeah. Long distance shot, yeah. well, more, more my, than my, 100 meters, 200 meters is, is amazing. My best experience was in Cangranary Islands. There we had set up an archery range at an old driving range of golf. And then we had a few kids and they built their own bows. And then there was a small hill on the side said, let's go, let's go up to this hill and then shoot down to the range. And there was a small flower circle of three meters or something. This is our target. And then you shoot and it takes seconds and seconds. And then all of a sudden you see, boom, somewhere a small dust cloud, you know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a bit to the right and you know, we're all completely adrenaline pumping. That was, the, yes. that was really nice. And the kids couldn't believe it that the bows go that far, you know, because they think yeah, we shoot 10 meters, 20 meters. So yeah, now hold there and let go. And then boom, 150 meters or something down there. E it's exciting uh, interesting is because you say darmin when i did my archery schools and one of my questions because of security and safety always was in the beginning what do you think how far a bow respective an arrow could be dangerous mm. and that comes from 10 to yeah. 300 meter every opinion yeah. so the people some has have no idea how dangerous it is, and yeah. some overestimated, overestimate, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I always say the answer is very simple. As long the arrow it's is in the air, air exactly. it's dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have seen a, a beginner's bow, so it's kind of weak bow, something like 20 pounds with a small carbon arrow you can buy for two euros in a archery shop. Mm. And uh, it, it, it was used by a dummy, and I think it, it hit a, a stick in the inside in a car's truck, but something like 90 meters away yeah it, it, it does so it, it can be very yeah. very complicated and yeah. so, sometimes when we are making demonstrations or making some attending, to, attending some festivals and hallowing people to, to shoot we are very strict about safety mm -hmm. and some people yeah it's just both mm -hmm. for for yeah. children yeah. And, and i say to them yeah it's that's a bow for children mm -hmm. you see this target Yes, it's an animal made of foam. You have the same here, touch it and hit. And they say, oh yes, it's, it's hard foam. And you see this child's bow, it sticks in it. So in your flesh, it would stick the same. And they say, ah yes, safety is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I had this when I gave this course in Germany near Ravensburg then. And the first day we had Thumberley's course. Second day we went out to a small 3D parkour close by and we crossed a big field and I said, guys, we don't simply walk over this field on your knees get set and i only had a snake bow because i didn't bring a bow and they had a snake bow 22 pounds or 26 pounds with some carbon arrows and me too and then i measured it was 140 meters with a yes. plastic snake bow it's no problem yeah <laughs> and when this arrow comes down it still has penetration power i, I also yes. used to say look we are now in the school using bows also a kid could draw yeah. and then look how dangerous they are yeah yeah, yeah. It's true.
Yep. Safety, safety always first is always my thing. That's why since nine years, nothing ever happened at my yep. range here. For safety always first. Yes. I really, I'm really surprised that nothing is, uh, is uh, no accident ever was with this 3D shooting. Because I was in, on some tournaments. Mm. <laughs> I thought, oh, you know, there were two targets on the slope and they shot up and the other one uh, looking for the arrows and so But I never heard about yeah. an accident with 3D, no? Yeah, maybe they, they don't report it, you know. They <laughs> yeah, we have a, a good solution. My archery ranch is just near a church and we have an archery ranch and just a small fence <laughs> on the cemetery. So there's never any accident. <clears throat> but I think a doctor is uh, must report a kind of injury like it's a short injury, no? Mm, I think they're supposed to do it with firearms. I don't know if mm, I do it. Also, with, with if you got this a stab with a knife, yeah, he has to report it. I think so. Or it's injury, I guess, because bow and arrow is considered. Yes, if you know the doctor and mm, yeah, yeah. the biggest problem today with arrows is with carbon arrows when they explode and you have pieces yeah. of carbon coming yeah. inside yeah. your yeah. That is the real danger. Yeah. That's that's a big danger, yeah. But yeah. You, you can fix it by yourself. I did this. And I said, yes, yeah. for, for two years you can. <laughs> yeah, there's still something left, but it's fine now. I did it once with a razor blade, and as we have nothing to to clean the wood, I had to use whiskey to, to clean the wood. Oh, the, yeah. the guy was quite unhappy because it did hurt a little bit. Oh. <laughs> but he could drink it afterwards, and he was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, last time we had... We had Byron Ferguson on the show, and, and you know what he said, and, and I had the suspicion, sus, uh, suspicion, he said, if you're making your own carbon arrows, you have to spine them like wooden arrows, mm. because they're not similar. They're not all the same. Depends. The, it's always the more expensive. A high, a high brand. They are, but yeah. they still have a variation in, 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 in grain, yeah. of course. Yeah. So you really need to... He switched spread. back to aluminum arrows because of that. Because yeah. he said, I don't like to spine and weigh every one of the carbon shafts. So I... The thing is, when it's written 500 spine, they have sometimes from 450 to 550 in this range. Yes. So it's... They have used to runs, yes. It's not that there's that should other... not be with a high tech arrow shaft, no. But you know, they all come from China somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> but anyway. what's the problem? Then you buy simply 200 shafts, you spine them all, and then the best 12 you take for you. But your... then I can make also wooden arrows. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but you know, shoot, uh, even if you take the most lightweight arrows, and I had from Bear Pro, the most lightweight, these kids' arrows. Oh. They're still for a snake bow with 20 pounds are heavy. They don't fly yes. that nice. When you have a carbon arrow on it, boom, hits the target nice and fast. And the wood arrow that like, yeah. you do 20, yeah, no. you need to shoot already like <clears throat> it's yes. for the for as an entertaining aspect for <clears throat> for this for archery. Today is it's really difficult to get nice uh, wooden shafting, in my opinion. Yeah. Because back then when I started, they it was all cedar. I just I tried everything, but I'm 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 a fan of the cedar mm. arrows from Oregon, mm. and these are the best. But nowadays they are even not so good as back then because there's a lot of you know a lot of bias, a lot of 
the, the, the archery, the traditional uh, archery uh, numbers are grown yeah, up and yeah, yeah. Yeah. demand is big, quality gets down. Yeah. 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 Um, the best shaft I can find is in, uh, in England, sadly. And it's an archery shop called Carol Archery from Carol Edwards. And she has a huge selection of shops. But of course, they are all spied and weighted and selected mm -hmm. and, and grouped. And when I buy her a bunch of shops, I, I don't have to try anything. I know they are all the same. Yeah, they have okay, all been yeah. sorted beforehand. If and you she, know she, such she, an honest guy, that's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. She, but she, she is an honest guy. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> She, 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 she does it perfectly. I, 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 when I go to England, I order her how I want that, that type of shaft, 24, 36 shafts. And I know that I will have perfect shafts. And, no, and no, no question about it. Cedar, nice. cedar shafts or pine? Or? Pine. Pine, okay. Yeah. But they are all, all sorted, sorted, pine, weighted. And they are, they yeah, have yeah. No, no, never uh, excluded one shaft from a lot that I've bought from her. When mm -hmm. I go to archery uh, shop in France, first time I do, I take all the shafts they have in 50 pounds. <laughs> when I put it on, 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 the, on the table, on the go, if they roll yeah. circular, yeah, yeah. if they go, so and half the of grain, the grain, and half, and I take six, I took half an hour, and the guy say, okay, so six shafts, 12 euros. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't help, you want quality, of course. Yes. Yeah, And it makes a difference, especially when you shoot three fingers Mediterranean, it really makes a difference what the arrow is doing and when they're not all the same. And it's still yeah. the arrow which hits the target, it's still the arrow which the is the most main, important part of the equipment. <laughs> You can have the yeah. best. You can have the best Oneida bow in the world. When you have a crappy arrow, you won't hit anything. You can have a snake bow. When you have a decent arrow, you still hit something. Yeah. So the arrow is the more important. Oh yes, it's not the quality of the bow. I see some people who always want to try and buy the most expensive on the last quality high tech bow, yeah. and they say, "Oh, I've changed my bow. Yeah, did your score improve?" Uh, no, but I have beautiful bow. Okay, but you didn't change anything, and you, your score did not improve. You, you lost some money, but it's yeah, yeah. not a bow. You don't have to change your bow. I have been using the same bow for ten years, and I'm extremely happy with it. Yeah, and I love it. You get I want to know change. your bow. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yes, and if you're able to shoot, uh, you're kind of able to shoot every bow a little not to mm. perfection but if the bow is not if the bow is working you can hit something with it mm. yes. and it's the same with the you know i used to to go trap shooting with the shotgun mm. and these are the same guys who say i i need to buy another shotgun i i can't shoot with that one mm -hmm. and then a real master comes and says, give me that gun <laughs> boom 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 <laughs> It works. Yes. <laughs> it's the same with <laughs> they always tend to give the, the guilt to the equipment. Always, oh, yes. 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 It's, it's the same with photography. You know, I do so many photos with my iPhone. I know, yes. And then they always ask, oh, which camera did you use for yeah. taking my phone? What? It's, it's not the phone, it's the one behind the camera. And with your eye. It's the same. And with the bow, yes. it's the same. Yeah, as you said, when you, you know. When I made this from this Bowman puppet as a Christmas tree picture, mm -hmm. I have a very nice Sony camera, really good camera, and I made pictures with this camera. And then I thought, okay, some days later I make some more, and I used my cheapest Samsung. 
and these pictures were better because you know the lights on the Christmas tree were kind of shiny, and, yes. <laughs> and they are more they are better in in darker conditions than any camera, of course. If the light is not so good, the, the handy makes better pictures than any. Stuff, yeah, yeah. Maybe if you're a sophisticated photographer, you can do it also with a. Yeah, then you need a tripod and whatever you need to do yeah. these things. Yeah. But when yeah. you see, you can take photos of the Milky Way with your mobile phone nowadays. Yeah. Yes. Crazy, How crazy. Crazy is that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Or long exposure, I can take with my photo a 10 minute long exposure of the sea. When I do this with a camera, I need to put ND filters on it to, to get to this long shutter speed. Yes. Phone can do it and only put it on a tripod, leave it there for, for 10 minutes. No problem. It's, and work. <laughs> and it works. Yeah, exactly. But on the other side, cameras are nice, and I'm I'm in this regards the, yeah, the same. Yeah, I love Then with bow and arrow, even worse. I always need to have something new. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. we talk a little about conspiracy theories, oh, and because we talk about, yeah, not about... conspiracy theories. We know that no, no. the truth. <laughs> so it's all true. It's all true. Yeah, exactly. uh, but one good argument uh, concerning UFOs, and you know the, all that stuff. Because when you think about it, back then, till, I don't know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, mm. nobody had a photo, uh, a, a, a camera with him. Mm -hmm. He saw a UFO, but he had no camera. Yeah. And today, everyone has a camera. Yeah. Goes to everyone. Mm -hmm. And there are not more pictures of UFOs. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there today, yeah. if they, of course, there are UFOs, mm. but what they are, I don't know. Because but, there is a software inside a camera, and when you take a picture of UFO, it automatically gets deleted. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the, the, and the fact checker writes the, the NASA and the <laughs> Pentagon deletes it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a UFO <laughs> filter. <laughs> yeah. And on the other hand, other hand, maybe there's a kind of app you can put it into a picture. <laughs> yes. a UFO app. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, most probably. Yeah. No, but that sounds logic to me. If there is a, would, if there would be lots of UFOs and a lot yeah. of people seeing them, we so sense. we should have more pictures of them because everyone has a nice yeah. camera nowadays. Yeah, that's a but good maybe argument. In this, but maybe in this moment when you see a UFO, you don't. Oh, I need to take a photo now of it. You're like, oh, and then it's gone. But I don't no, know. No, 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 no. I have a son who is 15 years old. Mm -hmm. If you take one hour of 12 hours, his cell phone is inside his hand for 11 hours and 59 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So, are there any special conspiracies in France? Maybe some we don't know. Of course, like like like, like every, everywhere there are comparisons in, in France, like in any any country. Of course, there is internet, has a lot of time to spend, and uh, of course you have comparisons and a lot of a lot of ideas, but not as much as in the US. And uh, we don't still think that our president is a pedophilic satanist uh, alien and you, so on you not, not yet yeah, it, yeah, it will yeah. come it will come reptiloid give it, give it a few more weeks yeah it's fine. Yes. but i think with your president it's true <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's, the lizard, lizard people, say that David Icke. We, we need to check the flight list of this Virgin plane going to to Epstein's island. You know, most yeah, probably Malcolm yeah, yeah. has written there five yeah. times. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Prince Andy. They now have yeah, no, they <laughs> on the, the the boys. Not exactly, yeah. <laughs> By yeah, the boys. Yeah. 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 Good luck. Yeah, yeah. The truth will never be. But old. you know. On no. the other, I I don't like I don't like with with no no I have no idea to defend this Epstein people and so on. Mm. But if you think about, you go in Miami. There are two parts: a richer part of Miami and the poorer part. And if you go to that poorer part and you go to school, and there are 16, 15 year old girls. I don't think you have to put pressure on them to, if you're a millionaire and say, come with us, we fly to an island and, you know, they're interesting people. I don't know if you have to force, force them. them to do it and you give them a bit, little money or so. I don't know. But still, I don't it, like to make it better that it, it doesn't is, excuse what these are. No, 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 no. There's okay. no excuse. Of course, it's easy to get these kids. Most probably. I think so. From from poorer sections, where when you come there with your limousine, I said, "Hey, listen, want to have a ride? Want to go you know, on yeah. a nice island? Of course, yeah. they do. think about where is it in Thailand or Indonesia, or Indonesia, where where the the parents selling their little girls to tourists and so on. Mm. You know, yeah. supposed to be in Thailand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, horrible, horrible. Yeah. This is. But yeah, we will see a... how long Ghislaine Maxwell will stay alive in the yeah, Soon she will. <laughs> All the cameras will fall out in this. In this, yeah. in this the guards are sleeping. All of a sudden she wakes up dead. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wish her long life. Yeah. And interesting enough is she got now convicted mm. and. Uh, and they had a kind of metaphor they said it's like you convict the driver the driver from the bank robbery but not mm. the bank robbers because yeah. the people who did it to dead girls mm. no, the, the the files are closed now also mm. yeah. yeah yeah it's always if yeah. you have to look about the Gislaine maxwell's family mm. her father was a big media tycoon mm -hmm in England working for the MI6 and and also for kind of Mossad stuff and more interesting story. Kind of like this camera girl which was shot by Alec Baldwin. Huh? He had the same story yeah. almost. The yeah. father was MI6. You know this, Ralph? Copy paste, copy paste. Even, even these, these conspiracy theories. Ralph, that's, that's no, not a conspiracy. Story. That's really true. I have seen it Really, I, I'm very, uh, let's say, critical about conspiracies. But the father of this camera woman, oh, no, Alec Baldwin, shot mm -hmm. was a, a, a Russian, a Soviet uh, nuclear U-boat captain mm -hmm. who was the kind of image for this Hunt for Red October movie with Sean Connery, you know? Mm -hmm. And these were Soviets. They dislike Putin. They dislike Russia because they are in their mind Soviets because they were uh, uh, in the administration of the Soviets. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they fled to England, to Ukraine and to the United States. Mm -hmm. And there, her father and also she worked for the MI6 because they're making propaganda against the Russians and so on. So it's 
horrible if you just dig a little in something you mm. will find mm -hmm. horrible <laughs> you never yeah i i like the imagine. meme a photo of john wayne and then was written i did 120 movies never shot one on the set <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And you know, I saw it, uh, a, a, a kind of cell phone clip. Alec Baldwin was filming himself, mm -hmm. and now he's making himself the victim. You. He says, oh, It's a hard time. Mm -hmm. Someone died, and I'm so happy you support me. So, so he's the victim now. He shot the person, films it now. He's the victim, the poor guy. Yeah, but you know, you never know how it's. It, of course, at the end, it's his responsibility. I don't want to make it easy on him, but. When, when this prop guy gives you something and says, listen, yeah, 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 or whatever, yeah, you yeah, don't check yeah, again yeah, because yeah. you trust these people. Yeah, there are some components yeah. leading to this accident, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. Just ask Bruce Lee and his son. Yeah. <laughs> but there they know how it happened because they, they I think the, a bullet was sticking in, in the barrel. And after then they fired with a blank, and so the the power of the blank threw out the bullet. Yeah. Yes. So this was to explain. But yeah. here was a, a live round inside that mm. Western revolver. Yeah, yeah, you never know. And yeah. the not so funny part, but if you think about it, very funny. And Alec Baldwin is very anti-gun. He's yeah, yeah big guy of anti-gun movement in the United States. So that's yeah. kind of spice to it. <laughs> no, yeah, Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, see, let's see if Trump comes back. Huh? <laughs> I think so. He's, think he's willing he's, to. He's willing to, but I think he's not making it because the Americans are still, you know, once you lost. No, but they hate Biden. Even even the Democrats now hate yeah, Biden yeah. and he's very low, you know, how is it called? Poll rates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That he even got poll rates is a wonder. <laughs> and they, you know, the Democrats in the United States are very split because they have the far left greenish part of the Democrat mm. Party. And, you know, they in the center, they're kind of in our in our countries they would be right-wingers mm. and they are over there democrats so i don't know, you know what does a bird need to fly both wings <laughs> oh, <laughs> so i don't know if it's true but they said also hillary likes to come back yeah they say from... so, yeah. <laughs> so the old enemies a big showdown <laughs> yeah they need to make sure that trump doesn't win again this is yeah. was an order already of one of the yeah. families you can't even say the name of this guy anymore because last time somebody wrote a bow builder a very famous composite bow builder wrote me then a private message listen you were mentioning this name rothschild and so you, you seem to be uh, uh what did anti-semit anti-semit yeah, yeah. Anti said, uh, what yeah i said maybe because you accuse me this maybe you see it and maybe you should think about your own maybe you are the anti-semit because you call you blame me for being anti. I don't know how it is in 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 France, but in Germany and in Austria, if you are talking bad about bankers, mm. you are an anti-Semite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. If you say all these bankers are bandits and gangsters, yeah. anti-Semite. 
Nazi. Even yeah. when you say Rothschild, when you say something about the family Rothschild, oh, so you're against the Jews, yeah. and but no, no, not at all. Or George Soros. I, I have If Jewish you say friend. something against George Soros, you're an anti-Semite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But look, he's silent. He doesn't say anything. So we should leave this topic. He doesn't want to make a statement. Um, well, I was still neutral. <laughs> but in France, we don't have a lot of uh, scandals about saying things about Jewish people because if you are really saying bad things about Jewish people because they are Jewish, there is a law say, against that and it's considered a kind of crime and you can go to, to court. So uh, there's a law uh, uh, about, uh, against uh, saying bad things. From someone because he's Jewish or because he's black or because he's whatever. Mm, yeah. So the, the, the rule is quite strict, but of course, you have always social medias saying to you, Oh, you said that, so you think this, and because you think yeah. this, you are, yeah. and yeah. you, yeah. you, you yeah. can take any yeah. sentence from anybody and, and it's, imagine whatever you want with it. And it's a different thing if you say, uh, Jewish people are bad, this is wrong, of course, but if you say this. And he's by accident Jewish, but he's a bad person that yes. should be allowed to say. <laughs> I mean, uh, on, on, on the other way around, you saw what happened this week in Austria. There was a nine-year-old boy at school. He had to write a test, but he was exempted <laughs> from wearing a face mask because of his medical condition. And then the teacher said, listen, you write the test outside. He had to sit outside in the, in the playground looking into his classroom at minus three degrees and, and the boy write. was a, the boy was jewish or what no 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 the thing that the point i want to make <laughs> it is there is no outcry in media because yeah. it's only an austrian boy imagine this would be now a refugee kid or a black boy oh my yeah. god oh, oh, oh heaven yeah. the streets would be on fire and the and the the the, the, the education minister would be fired and but it was only yeah, an yeah. austrian boy i i Nobody think says, so this is you know this yeah, i understand thing. yes if you say i like to keep my culture you are a nazi here around <laughs> but if, yes. if, if a, a gypsy or i don't know a, i don't know a turkish person in austria says, i like to keep my culture that's okay I don't know. <laughs> If you think about it, the the white people, so-called white people, mm. are the minority on earth. No. So we should be protected <laughs> because they protect the minorities, no? Yeah. <laughs> It's all crazy, all crazy. Yeah. All crazy. Like and and I think you have a lot of anti-Semitism in France because of the lots of Arabs, no? Because they bring it with them, of course, I think so. No? Today, the main problem is not uh, anti-Semitism, it is genuine racism, mm. racism uh, against especially uh, Arabs or Muslims, because there's a theory saying that it's called a big replacement, and the yeah. Arabs are coming to France, or the France is going to become an Arab and a Muslim country, <clears> and <throat> it's all a theory, and people, they, are, they don't talk anymore and they don't say bad things about Jewish people, it's very, very, very small minority, mm -hmm. but there are right-wing parties which are making a lot of noise and they, uh, of course they campaign because we are going to elect a new president uh, this year and uh, there's a lot of right-wing party and they say all, all, all our problems come from foreigners and from Arabs, even if they have been 
second or third generation. Uh, yeah. It's ju just a way to, to show and, and a cause to uh, every problem. And all our problems comes from Arabs. Like mm -hmm. you could see before, all the problems come from Jewish and you can see all the problems yeah. come from this other country, which is on our, on the, mm -hmm. on our border. Always showing a target to, to mm -hmm. people to while they are yeah. looking at someone else, if they don't see the real problem. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Just yeah. show them but, a target. Of course, but, you know, it gives them I, an enemy that they have something. Of course, yeah. but I always say because we have uh, in Vienna in our capital, we have a very socialist government in Vienna, mm -hmm. and uh, of course, most of the Muslim people are in Vienna. Of course, because it's the biggest city and so on, and uh, so kind of what the right wingers say is true because in my personal opinion is. I can't blame a, a Turkish person or an Arabic person if he likes to establish a, a, a mosque or something because it's his culture. But if you you really overdo supporting it, you know, they had kind of Muslim kindergartens in Vienna and they made kind of little movies. It was horrible. So it was not also not okay. So my opinion is, the people they are letting them do it and support them too much. Mm. That's they, these are the bad people, not they, not the Muslims. They are doing it because I come came here. I have my community. We like to have that Islam, and so it's okay to me. It's okay, and I love that <laughs> Islamic people. I have no problem with them. But if if their culture is is more protected than yours, that's also not okay. It should be kind of balanced a little, no? In my opinion. Yeah. But that's right wing, of course. <laughs> that's racist. Racist. Yeah. Let's just stick to the to the basic. Uh, every man is born free and equal in rights. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Period. Yep. <laughs> that's yep. it. But it has to go in every direction. Absolutely. Yeah. Then you can try. Come and take it. <laughs> right winger, racist. Come and take <laughs> it. And, take it. <laughs> and you know, it's so easy today. Everything in, in Germany and Austria, it uh, nowadays with this, uh, you know, vaccine opponents and so, these are all Nazis. You know, if you're making fun kind of Nazis, they say, you, you, oh, you, you're putting the, the, that horror down, you're playing it down if you're mm. making fun of it. But if they say, I don't like to get vaccinated, they say, you're a Nazi. Oh, then they are not playing down the Nazis' yeah. crimes. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, they simply crazy, low, crazy. low mainstream media, brainwash. What can you say? There was a good conspiracy. Now I have one with Notre Dame. And it's interesting enough, but it's true. I never heard again. I never heard again about. It was a landing about... station for UFOs. Nope. No, no. Uh, when it burned, you know? Yeah, when, yeah, was... when was it when it, it burned? It was because of the crash of a UFO. I think yeah. the UFO was in the roof and exploded when they wanted to. Yeah, start. something like that. <laughs> no, but it's a sad story, but yeah. But did, do they officially say why it burned? 
officially we still don't know exactly how it what it happened some people say somebody just lighted a cigarette and lit it on the corner on the cheese burn some people say it was a problem of electric device which made sparkle on it burn mm -hmm. some people say it was uh, a muslim terrorist who went yeah. to uh, yeah, a lot of idea but no yeah. real evidence yeah. and no so and you hear sure. nothing about it. It yeah. was a big catastrophe and all in the oh, yeah. media, but we hear nothing about it anymore. Mm. Yeah. 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 But we, what we is, don't know for sure. Mm. Yeah. But what is true uh, that in France some uh, priests got attacked by Muslims. That's true. No? Uh, it it did happen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so some some priests were were killed by. They I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Muslims. Something? I would say Islamist terrorists. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Muslimism could be to to of uh, course to, to, to general uh, and, uh, yeah. But there, there have been some some terrorist attacking ties at some church and yeah. some some yeah, priests yeah. were were killed. But yeah. so uh, yeah, the guy was Muslim, but he was Islamist terrorist. I would yeah, name it. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm on the on the Muslim side, not with the terror, but. I must not draw a, a, a kind of cartoon of Mohammed, like Charlie Hebdo. I must not do it. No. If I know how angry they get, I must not do it. So I'm on their side too, because on the on the Muslim side, because why should I make it? Mm. Uh, from from the this newspaper Charlie Hebdo, they have a, an idea which is I can say bad things about any religion so they draw but why should i but why why should i they, they make cartoons with saying funny or bad things about jewish they do cartoons and say bad things about mm. muhammad and uh, yeah. they, they do it all they, they do it not yeah, only but why to mess fun about muslim but everybody. why mm. why why should i make fun or bad pictures about <laughs> any religion yeah. why of course, it's okay if you can do it for one religion. You can do it, no problem yeah, with that. But why should I? Because these are the same people say you you must not talk bad to another person. This is emotion. You're hurting him, his emotions, and so on. And on the other hand, they do that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't make a, a cartoon of Buddha or of Jesus or of Mohammed. It doesn't matter. Why should they do it? This is their only business model, in my opinion. It's it's a kind of business model, obviously, and they made it on on purpose, but not on purpose in a way to hurt anybody. Mm. But oh, the, no. basically, the, the the drawings had a message, and the message was not bad message, but of course, it it was interpreted by people who did not like it, and that's perfectly their, their right to, to mm. dislike this message. Personally, I don't buy this newspaper usually, so I don't I wouldn't say I, I like it, but Basically, the rules on the law in France is that they have the right to do it. Yeah. You have the right not to like it. And if you mm. don't like it, you have the right not to buy yeah. it mm -hmm. and just not. But not. It. Yeah, but I must not everything what is allowed. Yeah. <laughs> I must mean, not do everything what is you allowed. Have, you have the right to jump from the seventh floor, but you might. Don't want to do it, you know. Because yes, you have the right, <laughs> but you have the right to. You know? It's your freedom. Exactly, I'm free to do it. But and and they knew, they knew exactly how angry 
that Muslims will get about it. They knew it exactly. They did. Oh, what a surprise! <laughs> no, but not many. Uh, only the few, and again, these extremists, they 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 felt then uh, but, whatever. Uh, but the most, when you when you talk to people here, and I have many Muslim friends, they were laughing about it because yeah, yeah. Charlie newspapers nice. they go to court each month, almost each month they go to court because they are they are sent to court by Christians, by Muslims, by Jewish, by rich people, by they, they go to court how much almost uh, each month they have a lawyer which is a full time working a rich guy now each, each time they make an issue they, they, have, they go to court but that's something they are used to and uh, and they see themselves France, it's, it's their right so yeah. it's my right not to like it and not to, to to write it or not to look at it if i'm not interested okay. but but that's all if i if i'm not happy if i if i think of it i can go to court and i'll make a violent obviously 99% of times the journal they will win the case yeah. of court but it's my right to, to go to court or to express that I disagree yeah. and uh, that's it and it shall not go farther than that but mm -hmm. of course I can understand some people to 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 not appreciate this uh, this image it's, it's it's their right and they can feel offended it's mm. It's also very right. And, uh, Some, <laughs> and sometimes they get the bill with the Kalashnikov. <laughs> it's it's yeah. simply a matter, matter of taste. Some some cartoons are simply funny and others are a little taste. Like the one in, in this Austrian magazine where they put the, the, the former prime minister and his wife in, 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 in like it's a It's not crypt. funny. It's not and, funny. And she, had, then her, she was never involved. They made a kind of... Yeah. They made the kind of how is it called uh, like in Christmas a crib picture, you know, with the mm. three saints, with the three holy kings, yes, and the Jesus. They made the ex counselor for the Jesus for mm -hmm. Joseph and his wife, which uh, she was never in politics, she was never to be seen with his husband, she, she was never involved in anything. And she was the Mary with a naked breast and feed mm. breastfeeding. Mm. That's not. It's tasteless. It's I, I dislike funny. this ex-counselor, but that's not yeah, funny it's, because it doesn't deserve it, and it's yeah. for me it's tasteless. Yeah. Yeah. But for yeah. the one who did it, most probably, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why the same with yeah. with this one. I what mean, I criticize with Charlie Hopto is more that because they are looking on themselves as big artists who fight for freedom, but it's a kind of, like I said, a business model, because mm. that's why they just do this, because this could not be, uh, you know, by accident. Yeah, yeah. They like to always go to the border, to the frontier, and try how far we can get, and oh, it's art, oh, it's art. You don't have to be hurt, you don't have to be emotionally hurt, it's art, mm. and that's not... For me, it's not okay. Hmm. Well, well, it goes a bit too far off now with our chiri, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> and we it's already about culture. more than it's two hours, culture. guys. We should call it an And we it was very interesting to talk to you. And yep. if you want, and if you can send us another time, maybe we invite you again and we talk more about this historical archery in France. Will be yep. with great pleasure. Oh, yeah, it was yep. a great yep. pleasure to have you here on the show. Thank you very much. It was my honor. 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, thank you, Ralph. 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 Uh, nice see, see, see you somehow see you in Korea or in another country. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. in France. I mean, we are expecting you. Yeah, yeah, I need to come now to this war museum you told me, yeah, of course, but I need to see how I can travel anymore. You know, <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm a little, when, when I'm it should be possible. Because I still, you know, I still, you know, would, I, would, prefer, would I prefer be, maybe, to leave my genes untouched, you know. <laughs> maybe it would be a nice uh, project to make a kind of book about that museum, a kind of catalog and, you know, which kind of stuff is there and so on, the history of the museum, because it's very new. Would be I think you can make uh, maybe you can make a chat with uh, somebody from the museum. I can manage that. Yeah. Yeah. Can, uh, yeah. Make you a, a tour of the, the museum. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe we will sell for anything like that. But yeah, uh, she could the museum is closed in winter, so it opens the gates, uh, the doors in the in spring, and it closes in the beginning of November. But mm -hmm. uh, you, you, we, I'm sure we can we can manage something with that. Would be nice. People from the museum, they are. Wonderful women, and they're always willing to to make uh, interesting experiences. And I think it would be uh, nice. something you can make. And it would be a good promotion for the museum too, because Armin's channel is 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 very well frequented. Yeah, I have three or four yeah. subscribers here, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Fe mostly female fans. He has. Yeah, yeah. My my, my five ex girlfriends are subscribers, and then yeah, of course. Yeah. But a bad taste they have. Or what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> okay. See you next time, guys. See you. Thank See you. you very much. Have a nice evening. See Thank you. you. Okay, right, take, in contact. Take Thank care. You. Take care. And Bye. to the viewers, Should thank you very spread. much for watching and subscribe. Goodbye. And uh, shall we put some link to your Facebook page in the description that if people want to get in to contact the blog. with you, Raph, yeah. Or on an yes. email address or something from of you. Course. If someone who watches it wants to get in contact because he has a question or something. I will send you information about it. You send me the information. Yeah. In the the archery block and something. Exactly. Yes, I have something. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, yeah. Ralph. See you next time. Thank, thank you, Ralph. Thank you, guys. Hasta la vista. Bye.